Kick off your shoes and unbuckle your drawers. It's time for Cliff and Kendall. Hey, baby. Uh, I did not follow that. Frodo is bagging. Hey, Cliff! Hey, Kindle, start spreading the news. We're living for fast. It's Cliff and Kindle coast to coast. <laughs> Oh, Kendall, what a time to be alive and here in the store doing a podcast radio show with you. What a time to be alive. What a time to be fat. It's never been a better time for the obese man. <laughs> Just sit and eat and, you know, change clothes. Kendall, last night as I was eating, I know you saw me over there eating a tub of butter on the floor in my corner. <laughs> I was, I got a phone call because I didn't even tell you. I was waiting to tell you on the air because this is so annoying. I tried to hide it. Could you tell that I was annoyed when I got that phone call? You know, ever since I met, I built that fort out of those pizza boxes, I haven't been seeing or paying that much attention to a lot of things. Oh, I keep telling you that those pizza boxes in that fort are a fire hazard because they're too close to Crockpot's kiln. Oh, well. Oh, well. I got a terrible phone call and someone tried to charge a hundred dollars worth at Domino's somewhere with my credit what? card, and I had to cancel the the or their, whatever the card they'd send me a new one. Isn't that oh so annoying? God. You know that they were like, "Oh, if we just do a pizza order, he'll never even notice. They'll never know. <laughs> he spends so much on pizza anyway. What's a hundred more dollars at Domino's? How odd that they would do it at a pizza place. That is weird." It is very frustrating, but I'm sure you know it's one of those data breaches, which is every day that somebody's like, oh, by the way, everybody who's ever shopped here, they now have your credit card number. And Oh, yeah. Yeah. I have a da- data breach every time I eat a burrito. I have a pants breach Ooh. every time I have a burrito. <laughs> oh, please, I have a pants breach every day. Oh, Kendall, once more into the breach, my fat co-host. This is Cliff and Kendall Coast to Coast. <laughs> it's a, We already said, did we say it's an internet talk show? I feel like we should just throw that out there. Just It bears repeating. It does bear repeating. Thank God. And I'm Cliff, and this is Kendall. And what is this show even about? Oh, Cliff. We're doing a countdown. Counting them down. We're doing a countdown of the best uh, uh, movie uh, 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 musicals. Uh, musicals. Uh, Finally, something we know something about. Oh, what a circus. Oh, what a show. When Cliff and Kendall have come to town to sing about movie musicals. Oh, Kendall, I'm so excited. I have so many. It took me hours, uh, even though I was so mad from the phone call about people charging on my card. Uh, it took hours after that <laughs> to soothe my soul, thinking about movie musicals and just whittling down the list. And I don't. Do you think the listeners are they, they going to just crap their pants when they hear number one? Oh, they're going to crap their pants with every tick of the count. I think they might. They're going to have a data breach. <laughs> listeners, watch out for a breach. We're about to go. <laughs> with do you? Let's let's kick it off. 
why not? Here early in the show. What is All right. number 10? Number 10. All right. <clears throat> go grease lightning. You're burning up the quarter of a mile. Grease lightning. Go grease lightning. Grease. Cliff Grease. Grease? Yes. Oh, number oh, 10. Oh, tell me all the wonderful things about Greece. Oh, don't don't you just love it? Now, have you ever been in Greece like I was? I've never been to Greece. I've been nearby. I've been to Italy and Rome and the other islands. But no, of course, uh, I was in actual Greece. We did several shows there. But no. Well, when I was in Greece, yeah. Cliff, I played the teen angel. I know. <laughs> and I had to wear a white suit and I played the piano. It was wonderful. Oh. That is, of course, the best song in Greece. But they have so many ones. Grease Lightning, uh, Summer Lovin' had me a blast. Summer Lovin' happened so fast. I loved that, that movie when I was a kid. I watched it over and over and over again. Oh, well, that, I love that memory of you watching it over <laughs> and over. And I love, you know, I can I can support Grease because in uh, on Broadway, you know, Rosie O'Donnell was in it. She was Rizzo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I got the soundtrack. So I would have been very story of into lives. that. So hand jive, Kendall. I, I I offer a hand jive to you. Excuse me. In celebration. <laughs> born to you were born to hand jive. Born. Please. I was born this fat baby. And it's great. <laughs> Number ten. Listeners, did did you <laughs> shit your pants? It was a big greasy pants breach. They left a big greasy spot on the floor. Oh, boys, please stop talking about greasy spots. Oh, please, dear, we can't have so any greasy disgusting. spots. We're going to do our workout, dear. We don't want to be on the thing on the floor. Oh, oh I that's don't want right. To slip and hurt one of my hips, boys. Yeah, we wouldn't want anything on the floor. No, I not. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, I was going to say, Mrs. Potter Butterbutter, that we're so excited that you're doing this. Uh, what, what is it? Oh dear, it's a, it's a low impact cardio workout. We're going to have so much fun dancing to different songs and doing little workout numbers and left two, three, four, right two, three, four. Because, you know, dear, we all need to get into shape. We've been sitting around so much idly during this time. Oh, yes. I remember when Mrs. Potter Butter Butter turned, she looked over at you two boys and she said, Dear, don't you think we should start an aerobics program? Yes, dear, we did. I did say that months and oh. months ago, but then when we went into quarantine, I I really thought it was efficient time to start. Oh, yes. Oh, Sugar Lump, I don't know what we all would do without you looking out for us <laughs> and our health and our waistlines. <laughs> oh, Daffodil, please. Someone has to do it. <laughs> oh, well, it is. And it won't be me or Kendall, obviously. No. So, I'm glad that it's you, Mrs. Potter Butter Butter Chart. Um, now, do you have an extra headband that I can borrow later when we do our aerobic workout? Well, I'll see if I have one. It may be too small, though. Oh, well, it might be. I do have extra, extra, extra large head. Well, I'll see what I can do. I may be able to whip one up with a sewing machine. Oh, I know you can do anything, dear. Anything you <laughs> set your mind to. <laughs> Why, oh, just dear. yesterday, you were teaching Opie Fractions. Oh, well, dear, someone had to do it, you know, with all the teachers being being away right now, and dear. It's very bizarro time, but I'm glad that we do need to move. I have been sitting a lot. My Muscles have all completely atrophied, so I'm very excited. But Kendall, I may have to lean over on you if I get too winded during the aerobics workout. Cliff, I only have one thing to say about that. Lean on me when you're. 
when you're obese, I'll be your friend. Oh, boys, you two are so silly. All right, dear, let's go make sure Crockpot is mopped the floor. Oh, that's a wonderful idea. And I need to see if she has a cassette player I can borrow. Crockpot, dear, stop with that poverty for just one moment. I... Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> I was about to ask you a thing you should know. I don't know where that came from. Uh, I don't uh, know, Kinder. Uh, you have uh, lost uh, it. I am losing it so quickly during this quarantine. But I am not looking forward to working out uh, because it's going to hurt and it's going to be terrible. Well, I don't think it'll be that bad. I just think it's going to be so short and we'll have, we can have a bowl of butter right afterwards. <laughs> I want a bowl of butter standing by, ready to go. Oh, oh, well, Kendall, I guess it's my turn. Is it my turn for number oh, nine? Listeners, hold on to your britches. Greatest, Kendall, number nine. Number nine. Can you believe it? Here it is. <laughs> I can't believe it's here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at you, kiddo, because I'm afraid you're going to shit your pants, too. And it's just going to be a lot to clean up, We're and I don't want to have to do it. <laughs> well, you wouldn't even notice around but here. But here we go. Number okay. nine. Kendall, it starts like this. I want to be where the people are. I want to see, want to see them dancing. Rolling along. Walking along the... on the... What's that word again? What do you call it? Street, up where they walk, up where they run, up where they stay all day in the sun. Wish I could be part of that world. Don't you love the little mermaid? Hold on one second. I gotta, I gotta clean up this data breach over here real quick. Uh-oh. It was a, it was a wonderful, yes, number nine. I agree wholeheartedly. I'll just say the little mermaid, the, the Disney musical. <laughs> I would say it's my, probably, I guess it's my favorite Disney animated film. Just barely edging out some others. But it is my favorite. I think it's got the best songs. It's got the best villain, Ursula. Poor unfortunate mm-hmm. souls in pain. Oh, yeah. She is in great. I love her. This one longing, longing to be to thinner. Be thinner. That, that one wants, wants to, get to get the girl. girl. Will I help them? Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. <laughs> love it. Um, now, it's happened now- once or twice. <laughs> Someone couldn't pay the price. And I'm afraid I've had to rake them across the goals. Yes, I've had the odd complaint. But on the whole, I've been a saint. Maybe the best song ever recorded, other than the Give Me a Break theme song. Uh, Listeners, you might want to settle in. There's going to be a lot of singing. Cliff, when I was in, um, I don't even know, at some point of school when that came out, we took a field trip. And this is really odd that we did this, but we took a field trip to go to the movie theater to see Little uh, Little Mermaid. Oh, wow. I'll never forget that they were like, "Um, now we're going to get some bags of popcorn and we'll pass them down and we'll share. And I thought, that is not enough popcorn. <laughs> and I like got a hand. I felt like Milton when they were um, passing the cake in the, that office uh, space. It was like, uh, but I was told I would have some more cake. And I was so <laughs> sad because I had like one handful of popcorn the entire movie. <laughs> and you know, I was too fat for that. I needed at least four handfuls. Oh, poor, poor fat Kindle, that poor fat Kindle. That poor fat soul. <laughs> Listeners, I hope you loved Little Mermaid. Uh, uh. Was it Howard Ashman and Alan Menken? The, it was. 
people who wrote it. So wonderful. Clean up the, the shit from your pants <laughs> and Disney Plus it tonight, okay? All right. That was a wonderful number nine, Cliff. And now let's move on to number eight. Ease on down, ease on down the road to number eight. Nope, that is not number oh. eight. No. He had it coming. He, he had, had it coming. coming. He, he only had, had himself, himself to blame. If you'd have been there, if you'd have seen, seen it, it I could you, you would have done, done the same. same. <laughs> Pop six, squish, squish, Cicero. Cicero, Lipschitz. Lipschitz. Love it. <laughs> oh. We're, of course, talking about those six merry murderesses down at the Cook County Jail. That's Chicago. Chicago. I, and all that jazz. I do love Chicago. I do. I saw it three times. That's what I say about all movies. I, I know you did. How many times I saw it in the theater. I saw Chicago three times in the theater, and I have to say, it got better. And I say this, no joke, it got better every time. I saw it, and it was just so much yeah. fun. Well, once was with me. I yeah, remember. yeah. And of course, I love the musical; just so yeah. wonderful. Um, you know, here's here's the only way it could have been higher on the list. Okay, in the '90s, because of course it's, it makes eight number eight great, right? If only this had happened, and it would have been numero uno. Because in the 90s, late 90s, there was a big rumor they wanted to make the movie then. Of course, it didn't get made for like seven or eight more years. but Or, or more than that, maybe. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But late 90s, who they wanted to be Roxy and Velma, was going to be Madonna and Goldie Hawn. Bitch, they loca. They loca. Yeah. And, it would, and John Travolta <laughs> as Billy Flynn, your grease stud. Yeah. So, yeah, bitch, they're loco. Wouldn't it that have been excellent? Madonna is Velma. Goldie it is been. Roxy Hart. Yes. Yeah. Because um, uh, it, it, it is. It's, it's a, I'm, I'm right there with you. It's a great movie, but that's why it's number eight. That's why it's number eight. And if they put Bette Midler as uh, Mama Morton, ask <laughs> all of the chickies in my hey, pen. I'll take Dolly Parton. Who's the greatest mother hen. Oh, Dolly, of course, would be wonderful in anything. Now I'm sad that that didn't happen. Sorry. See, now, uh, sorry about <laughs> shit my pants over here. I got to clean it up. Clean it up and move on to number seven. <laughs> right. Number seven. Kendall. It all started long ago. All she wanted to do was study at the yeshiva like all the boys. Oh, gentle. But no. Couldn't do it. Because why? Because she was a woman. So she had to study behind closed curtains with her father at night. Papa. But when Papa dies, Yentl, what does she do? She cuts off all her hair, goes to study, and pretends to be a boy named Anshul. And it's just one of the most wonderful, like butter movie musicals that there ever could be and it's Barbara Streisand and Yentl beautiful I was trying to think of a nice Yiddish <laughs> word but I couldn't think of one Kendall there's a tell me where where is it written what it is I'm meant to be that I can do Kendall can you hear me <laughs> Kendall can you see me? Oh, I can see you. Can you find me in the night? Oh, and a very attractive Mandy Patinkin is the love interest. Gotta watch it. Look for it tonight. You oh, I to... forgot he was in that. Yes! You need to buy the DVD with the director's 
commentary. Yentl. <laughs> Kendall, did you shit your pants? Yes, there are. There is so much breaching around here. <laughs> we have to get Charles to clean this up when we go on break later. Oh, I hope. I hope he can. Uh, so what? That's number seven, right? So let's see. That was seven. Uh, I've got I've got so many that are great. It's been hard to narrow down the right order. So I'm just I'm just uh, uh, vamping here a little bit. Okay, now that's okay. You you think about it. I'll just sing some more gentle hits. There are moments <laughs> you remember all your life. There are moments you wait for and dream of all your life. This is one of those moments. Okay, the moment's upon us. I will always remember this chair, that window, the way the light streamed in, the clothes I'm wearing, the voices I'm hearing. All right, Kendall. All right, here we go. The words, the sounds will be written in my heart. All right, Kendall, you go ahead, you go ahead. Yeah, on a a separate note, real quick, before we move on. uh, The other day, I had to do a a video chat meeting with somebody that I hadn't talked to in forever. And I'm so used to us doing the show, you know, and having to get in there before somebody starts singing. Because you got to be quick. You know, (laughs) start while the iron's hot. And, um... And I, I caught myself, I kept like yelling over the person, like started talking. I'm like, oh, I'm cutting them <laughs> off. And I have to like pull myself back because I'm <laughs> just so used to doing this show. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. It's time for number six. Oh, 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 oh. Good morning, Baltimore. Every day is an open door. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you can't, uh, you can't take my knife and fork because I love the way I am, Cliff. I need to get me some more hairspray to fix my hair. Oh, Kendall, welcome to the 60s. <laughs> oh, let's just keep on trying to quote it. Isn't it a great one? You shit your pants. <laughs> I did shit my pants. That's good. I did shit my pants. I have to, I, I love it, of course, uh, all the songs. It's mm-hmm. very, very fun. A young, you know, the, you know, this is what's so funny. Because unless you or I, I really I can't imagine a situation in which this would happen to you or I, no matter who we were playing. Mm-hmm. They made Zac Efron gain weight <laughs> for the movie. So, oh my god! Because they're they're like nobody in the '60s looked like he did, yeah. right? With zero percent body fat, so they're like, eat a donut, have something fried, and he gained five pounds, and he and he, but. Us, they'd be like, oh, wow, this is, you're supposed to be playing somebody who's morbidly obese, dying of fatness, but you're, you're really pushing <laughs> yeah, it here. You're we need to have you fat. lose five pounds to even be believable. Exactly. That. <laughs> We'd have to get gastric bypass <laughs> just to play that. But no, I love Hairspray. And uh, of course, I think it should be shared with the original yes. John Waters Hairspray. And they're both so good, excellent, and really one of my very favorite songs of all time is from the original Hairspray. It's the opening song, Hairspray. Let me tell you about the latest craze. (laughs) Mama's hoping that it's just a face, but I know it's gonna last forever. You gotta see the way it keeps my hair together. And I still have very near me in the, or well, it's at the motel. I have the cassette of the, uh, I have the cassette of the Hairspray 
original soundtrack of the original <laughs> movie that I've had for 35 years. So anyway, wonderful pick, Kendall. I'm sitting knee-deep in shit over here well, that's from all normal. these picks. That is normal. Well, see, and that mo- that is the perfect thing I think you should do when there's a great movie and you want to honor it, make a musical out of it, then turn it into a new movie musical. I've seen it, uh, I saw it, of course, in the theater in the movie musical. Then when I was out in L.A., they did it at the Hollywood Bowl, where Harvey Firestein actually was in it and played Edna, which was amazing. Yeah. And uh, and then they had the live one on TV, which I saw that. So I feel like I have so many, like, that's what I want of something that I like of a show. I want, like, 12 versions of it so I can just, like, flip in between them all the right. time. Right. Well, and that's the fun thing about musicals is they're made to be staged again and again. Yeah. So. Let's keep going. And that's not a joke. Oh. That's not a joke. It's not a joke. <laughs> I didn't say it was, Cliff. That's not a joke, and neither are these wonderful, wonderful jokes. Oh, Kendall, I'm going to be nice. I'm going to say with love and peace. Oh, look, Mrs. Potter, Butter, Butter, and she's over there. Look how deep her, she's doing squats. Whoa, I don't know if I can go that Oh, low. my God, I'm never going to be able to go that I don't deep. think I, but we'll, we'll let her lead us. Hopefully she can, maybe with some breathing techniques, we can do half that. Can, but I'm um, sorry. I need to see if I have her rolling chair. I can see. I got distracted that. seeing her. Sorry. What was I forgot even what I was gonna say to you. You said you were gonna be nice. Oh, and let you go first and tell the first oh. joke. There we go. I That's forgot. What okay. What we were doing. All right, Cliff. Bill is putting his young daughter to bed one night, and he walks out of the bedroom door. He hears her say her prayers. She says, "God bless my mommy and daddy and grandma and rest in peace, Grandpa." Well, Bill rushes back to his bedroom and asks, Why did you say that last part? And his daughter says, Because I needed to. Well, Cliff, the next day, Grandpa dies of a heart attack. Oh. Real sad joke. Uh, Bill's worried about his daughter, but he says, It must be a sad coincidence. So, that night, he tucks his daughter into bed again, and once again he hears her saying her prayers. God bless Mommy and Daddy, and rest in peace, Grandma. Well, Bill is really worried now and thinking to himself, Can my daughter really see into the future? Well, Cliff, the next day, the grandma dies, and he is convinced that she is a psychic. Whoa. A lot of deaths in this family all in one week. So then the rest of the week, nothing happens. But on Sunday night, as Bill leaves his daughter's bedroom, she says, uh, he's listening for her prayers, and sure enough, she says, God bless Mommy, and rest in peace, Daddy. Well, now he's Uh. panicking. He was like, oh my God, I'm going to die tomorrow. So the next day, he's a complete mess all day at work, a real nervous wreck. He's belching all over the place. And he constantly checks Mm -hmm. the clock, looking around the room, on edge all the time, expecting to die at any moment. And he's so nervous, he doesn't leave the office till after midnight. Once it's midnight, he's like, okay, I should be dead, but I'm fine. So he goes home to find his wife sitting on the sofa and says, she says, where have you been? You took so long. And he says, listen, honey, today I haven't had the best of days. And he is just about to tell her what has happened when she starts crying and bursts out, I saw the mailman die yesterday. Kendall, that was like an episode of Days of Our Lives. Well, Cliff, I wanted to give the listeners something to think about. Okay, and here's another one. Kendall, uh, a man, oh, he enters a barber shop for a shave, and while the shave and haircut, <laughs> two yep. bits, and while the barber's foaming him up, <laughs> he mentions the problems. He's getting a close shave around the cheeks, and the barber says, "Well, I have just the thing," and he takes a small wooden ball from a nearby drawer. Just place this between your cheek and gum. And the client places the ball in his mouth, and the barber starts giving the man the closest shave he has ever experienced. And after a, f- after a few strokes, the client asks in garbled <laughs> speech, 
and what if I swallow it? And the barber says, well, no problem. Just bring it back tomorrow like everybody else does. Whoa! Whoa! Data breach! <laughs> Data breach! <laughs> exactly. Oh, you, hit it, you, you hit it on that one, Kendall. That was a shitty joke, but... All right. An 85-year-old man goes to see his doctor for his regular physical exam. And the doctor says the man needs to provide a sperm sample. And he gives him a jar and he says, take this home with you and come back tomorrow with a sample. So the next day, the old man goes back to the doctor, gives him the jar, which is clean and empty. It's when the doctor first gave it to him. And the doctor says, what happened? Why is there no sperm in the jar? And the guy says, well, I tried with my left hand, nothing. I tried with my right hand, nothing. I asked my wife for help. She tried with her left hand, her right hand, nothing. She tried with her mouth, first with her teeth in, then her teeth out, nothing. Then we called up Maisie, the lady next door, and she tried too. First with both her hands, then an armpit. Then she even tried squeezing it between her knees, but nothing. And the doctor is shocked, and he says, You asked the neighbor? And he says, Yeah, not one of us could get the jar open. Oh. Whoa. Love those jar jokes. Those child-proof cats. Child, don't you hate them? All right, Kendall, there's this lady, and she goes to a vet and learns that if you put a ribbon around a snoring dog's penis, he'll roll over and stop snoring. So the next night, Everybody knows it that. is, Kendall, so better get you some ribbon when you go home. The next night, <laughs> her dog is snoring, so she goes to the kitchen and gets a red ribbon and ties it around her dog's penis, and his snoring stops. Now later on that night, her husband is snoring, so she goes to the kitchen and gets a blue ribbon and ties it around her husband's penis, and he stops snoring. The next morning, her husband wakes up and looks at his dog and looks down at himself. And he says, well, I don't know what happened last night, but we came in first and second. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Number one, it's snoring. Uh, wouldn't it be just awful if you woke up with a green participation ribbon around your penis? Wouldn't that oh, be just so sad? I had a dime for every time. Uh, Late one night, this guy's speeding down an empty road, and a cop sees him fly past him so close, so he chases him and pulls him over. The cop goes up to the car, and the man rolls down the window, and he says, Are you aware how fast you were going? And the guy says, Yeah, I'm trying to escape a robbery I was involved in. He said, You were being robbed? He said, No, I was the one committing the robbery. I was escaping. Well, the cop is shocked and surprised that the man has admitted this so freely. So he says, you're telling me you were speeding and you committed a robbery? And the man says, yes, I, um, I have all the loot in the back. The cop is now starting to get angry. And he says, sir, I'm afraid you have to come with me as he reaches in the window to take the car keys. The man shouts, don't do that. I'm afraid you'll find the gun in my glove compartment. And the cop pulls his hand out of the window. He says, wait here. He returns to the car and he calls for backup. Soon there are helicopters, cop cars, everywhere you look. The man is dragged out of his car, handcuffed, and taken to the back of his car. However, just before he's put in the car and taken away, the cop walks up to him and says, while pointing at the car, or the cop that pulled him over, Sir, this officer tells us you had committed a robbery, stolen loot in the trunk of your car, has a loaded gun in your glove compartment. However, we didn't find any of this in your car. The man says, Yeah, and I bet that liar told you I was speeding, too. Ooh, psychological head games. He really got him. He really got him. That was like a thriller. That one, that one, that one. Kendall, the boyfriend said, We're going to have a great time Saturday. I got three tickets for the show. And why do we need three? Asked the girl. And the, <laughs> the boyfriend says, Well, they're for your father, your mother, and your sister. Whoa. Whoa. 
little little raunchy there, Kendall. Sorry about little, that. Little raunch going on. I'm going to have to take a break after that one. Woo. You're going to have to take a break hose down. Oh, speaking of hosing down, I've finally crockpots mopping the floor out here so nobody slips while we do these aerobics. Oh, well, God, be careful when we walk out there. Don't fall down. I'll try. All right. We'll be right back after this. All right. Crockpot went. Whoa! Hey, you. Don't worry. Cliff and Kendall will be right back. Hiya, kids. It's me, your friend, Grandpa. I gotta tell you, I am starting a new club, and I want you to join. It's called the Junior Vampires of America. I mean, you'll hear scary monster stories. Now, to call, you gotta ask your parents' permission and call this phone number, 1-900-909-4300. You'll hear all about my monster friends, learn how to get a free vampire patch and a list of special vampire tricks and secrets. So call 1-900-909-4300. Learn how to scare your friends, even yourself. Join Grandpa Junior Vampires of America Club, and I will make you a junior vampire. Hey, kids, call 1-900-909-4300. That's 1-900-909-4300 to hear Grandpa's scary stories and join the Junior Vampires Club. Just $2 a first minute, 45 cents each additional. Ask mom or dad first. Welcome back to the show. I hope you're ready for fat people. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Welcome back, welcome back. The countdown of Hollywood uh, movie musicals. Overture, <laughs> light the lights. This is it, the night of nights. And oh, what heights will hit. On with the show, this is it. This is the show. <laughs> this is the show. <laughs> oh, what a wonderful show it is. In case listeners, you know, probably a fair number of them were thinking, well, when is this show really going to start? And this is the show. Sorry. It's official. It It has begun. (laughs) Oh, Cliff, but it's time for number five on our countdown. And I went and put on a diaper on just to prepare myself for the the next half of this show. Oh, shit. You put a diaper on? Uh Uh-oh. I just took my pants off. I figured just let it go. (laughs) I know you're Winnie the Pooh it over here. Really, really, just letting it go. All right, Kendall. What uh, uh, was hairspray? Was number six, right? Yes. Yep. All right. So number five. Are you 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 are sitting down? I was going to ask. I'm sitting down. You're sitting down. All right. Well, it won't be easy. You'll think it's strange when I try to explain how I feel that I still need your love. 
After all that I've done, you won't believe me. All you will see is the girl you once knew, although she's dressed up to the nines. And sixes and sevens with you. Kindle, I had to let it happen. I had to put Evita at number five. Oh, what the great movie musical of the 90s. What a wonderful one it was. I'm surprised it was number five. Well, Kendall, I know we got some hot ones coming up, but this is the fifth ever of all time. I, I don't disagree. We we saw it together on stage. We did, and it was. Did it annoy you how I sang along to every note right next to you? I don't. I don't think it so much annoyed me because I'm used to you singing next to me. Everything that we hear, it was more the people around us that I think were more worried. Yeah. Well, I do. <laughs> I do remember at one point I stopped to get a drink of water. I stopped singing, and you looked over, and you're like, "What's wrong?" I was like, "Wait, did you? Did the pitch just drop?" <laughs> did the pitch drop? Did the, the, the pitch drop a beat? <laughs> but no, one of... Goodness dear. Oh, did I hear some uh, wonderful singing in here? It sounded glorious. Oh, all to the glory of the Lord, I'm sure, boys. <laughs> oh, I'm sure it was a wonderful song. <laughs> uh, well, you know, sometimes you got to release it. I know that you love this movie, too. We've watched it together several times. Evita, don't you love it? Oh! Yes, dear, what a wonderful story, that poor girl. <laughs> oh, I know Ava Perone rising from rags to riches. And then, but still, Kendall, can you believe we're so much older than Evita was when she died? She was like 32 or 33. Oh, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> all these people that I always are these movies that I grew up watching I realize that I'm older than all these people all of it we are the life. grandparent you have to look for the grandparent oh, characters dear, dear, just wait till you get to my age oh, exactly boys not exactly something fun or easy for us to do but, but anyway boys have you seen this thing that I've been whistling I found a piece of debris outside on the, the sidewalk and decided to take my paring knife and go to work. Oh, do you love it, boys? It's hard. Oh, is that what you've been doing? Oh. I saw you over there, wood chips flying all over the place. You're whittling? What? Now, what? Uh, is that a, uh, uh, like a scratching stick? Like for, for like, to, hard to reach places? No, no, boy. It's a duck. Oh. Oh, I can sort of see. Oh, so you have a lot, like, you have more time to go on it. That's a good start. It's completely finished, boy. I was oh, going dear, to give see? it to you for your birthday, but but I see you don't want it now. So I'll oh, just no, no. give it to Fonky and Opie to burn in the fire. Oh, no, Fonky, I meant Opie. I meant that it was so perfect that you would. Oh, oh Kendall, he's, gone. It, he's like, gone. He left. I didn't he's... mean to make him so mad, dear. I'm gonna go see if I can calm him down. I do need to find some cans of beans though that we can use for weights. Uh, let let me know if you can find any. When, well, when you're off here, I guess, dears. All right, I think Kendall has a few cans in here in the corner. <laughs> I always keep a backup can of beans. Backup right. can uh, beans. Dear, Mr. Snowbottom, oh, please. Oh, oh, dear. I don't, oh. oh, I've, I've really insulted him now. <laughs> you did, Kendall. You, How would I, did that look like a finished duck to you? You just sat there and didn't say a word. I know, because I know what you're supposed to do. It's just like when a little kid shows you like their horrible scratches with a crayon 
You don't say, what is that? You say, tell me about your drawing. You should have said, tell is me. Is that why you always ask me to tell me about my drawings? Yeah, because I don't know what the fuck they are. So you got to uh. ask him, say, next time he whittles a, a piece of garbage like that, you just say, tell me about this whittling project of yours. All right. Noted. Noted. Free advice for the listeners who have <laughs> friends who are whittling. Well, speaking of whittling down, Cliff, oh. it's time for number four on our countdown. Here it goes. Here it goes. <gasps> there, we're just oh, gro- picking up steam. Now, this movie, I, I don't know if you'll agree with me, but this is one of my, uh, one of my all-time favorites, and uh, I love the music in it. Mary Poppins, number four. Oh, chim chiminy, chim chiminy, chim chim A sweep is as lucky as lucky, as lucky can, can be. Chim chiminy, chim chiminy, chim chim If you weren't a sweep, I would sweep up you. I love it. Good luck will rub off as I shake hands with you. <laughs> with a spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go down. Medicine go down, medicine go down. Of course, who doesn't love Academy Award winning Mary Poppins? How could you not? I don't know. I thought there would be some arguments, but I'm glad there wasn't. No, Kendall. (laughs) Well, tell me, what what do you love about Poppins other than feed the birds? Oh, don't sing it. Tuppence, tuppence, tuppence back. Kendall. I'll tell you what's so great about that movie. I'll tell you right now. Definitively. So, when we were kids, you know, you see all these movies with these terrible people. And let's be honest, even in real life, you see all these terrible people that just never learn lessons and never really get it. That movie, I thought was just so great that... Like uh, Mr. Banks and the, and the mom and dad, they were the people that needed Mary Poppins. And they really learned what it was to, to love and to be good parents and fly a kite with your kids. I just, it was just so wonderful. I thought it was great. And it really took you on a roller coaster ride of emotions. You have the, the woman outside the cathedral trying to sell food for kids. And, and then you had like flying a kite and supercalifragilistic. Just so many wonderful songs. Oh, yeah. So great. Immortal. Immortal. Well, Kendall, I... I agree. Shit in my pants. Uh, well, if I'd had pants on, I would have shit them, but... I, I just <laughs> I shit all just over the booth. With that one, Kendall just came out naturally when you announced. That was number four, right? That was All right, so that means... Yes. Number three... Is going to come after this next segment. It's called What Would I Do? What would I do? What would you do? What would you want? WWID. WWID. I'm going to tell you what I'd do. We need a website. www.wwid.com. Love it.web. All right, Cliff. <clears throat> you are kidnapped. And when the kidnapper pulls the bag that's over your head off, he says, he will let you go, but you must do one of two things. You can either bungee jump off of the highest bridge you've ever seen, or you can jump out of a plane and go skydiving. I don't know 
why this kidnapper said this, but those are the only two options to save your life. What do you do? I would skydive. All right. Now, why, why would you? If pick, you had to do one or the why other, why would you pick skydiving because, over bungee jumping? Because bungee is like, not only are you going to fall, but then you're going to bounce around for a long time. So, uh, skydive, at least you're going to fall, and then you're going to know relatively quickly, like, oh, if my parachute opens or not. And if it does, then you know you can use the rest of the time to sort of calm down, <laughs> decompress from the kidnapping. But if, you know, it would be very hard to decompress from the kidnapping. Boing, boing, a bouncing up and down continually on the world's tallest bridge. Well, you see, uh, little did you know that the kidnapper had a bomb strapped to him when he jumped out of the plane. He was in tandem with you, so you died. Oh, well, when he gets to heaven, I'll forgive him. With the, with, <laughs> what are you going to do? With Christian love. <laughs> All right, Kendall. <laughs> What would you do in this situation? One day, out of the blue, you wake up and you have been transformed into a grizzly bear. But you still are thinking like yourself, right? Okay. And you, so you're like, oh my God, I'm a bear now. And you get up <laughs> and you go and, and you know, you try to tell me and Mrs. Potter Butter Butter and the rest of us. But we don't understand you because, yeah, you're going, rah, 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 rah. <laughs> what would you do? Well, um, uh, I would uh, either, uh, 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 I, got, I got two options. I could either, like, join a traveling uh, animal show where I'm the best trained bear in the whole wide world. Or I could live out my best, biggest dream and just hibernate for the rest of my life. You can find out if a, if a bear does shit in the woods. Yeah, I'd go. I'd go test that myth out, and uh, I'll report back. I'll go, oh, what Kendall? That's a very weird answer. Oh well, that's what we're here for. That's what we're here for. All right, Cliff. You have been invited to a dinner party with a group of other people. Someone gets murdered, and everyone is pointing fingers. Someone there is definitely the killer, and bodies just continue to pile up. And there's no way to leave because the road is impassable, and it's raining. It's a dark and stormy night. I should start with that. What do you do? Well, I'll get down on my knees, send up a prayer, God, and uh, once I give this whole situation to you know over to the Lord in prayer, God, then he, undoubtedly He would intervene divinely and so that we, we could all just get on with our lives in a beautiful way. Now are you trying Mr. Snobbottom's hearing this are you trying to get on his good side after this whole after after I made fun of his his <laughs> whittling? I'm just trying to cheer him back up you know. Well it's working look at him smiling over there. He's like praise right. the Lord <laughs> yeah, yeah he's got his hands up yep. God Alright kiddo here's another WWU do what would you do to do? All right. Huh. Data a genie. A genie has cursed you. So that. Now, we know that you poop all the time anyway. You're yeah. a m constant pooper. Like that movie, The Constant Gardener. You're the constant pooper. Ooh, we should so, make a movie. We should, <laughs> if only that movie were more popular, we could make a parody. <laughs> 
But Kendall, the genie has cursed you that you're really going to be pooping very often now because it's only going to be 10 minutes between every time that you're going to have to poop. You're going to have to poop every 10 minutes for the rest of your life, according to this genie. What would you do? Well, luckily, Cliff, they just came out with that new... um, uh, thing where it's like the 10 minute episodes of everything Quibi so uh, I guess uh, that would be my life from that point on I'd just be watching 10 minute episodes of things and I'd have to coordinate my pizza deliveries obviously in between those and uh, we'd have to do 10 minute episodes of the show and piece them together but other than that it wouldn't change much <laughs> oh god god All so right. there you go I mean, I'm already in the bathroom every 10 minutes taking a pee anyway, so I might as well take a seat. Uh, Cliff, you have been cryogenically frozen for science. Mm. And when you wake up, humans... I took a lot of of liquid nitrogen, I might add, um, because just the size. But humans have evolved, and you uh, you are part of this primitive race when they've waken you up. And they put you in a zoo of sorts where people come to watch you in your natural habitat. They give you pizza every other week as a special treat. And they post times for people to come watch you eat it. What do you do in this situation? Um, I, I get, you know, you just log in to eat your Netflix and your Amazon Prime. And you, you just eat the pizza when it comes. You know, put on a little show. For the visitors, but but I'll look over the people. What what can you do? Not, Not unlike, unlike now. now, dance, monkey dance. Well, un, un, I hope that uh, that they still have Netflix in the future. Or you, it's got to be something where like it's hooked into your brain and you don't have the port. So yeah, yeah, luck. whatever the <laughs> going thing is. It's it's the newer version of Quibi. It's only two minute episodes because people can't. Focus past two minutes at that point. I'm not even going to get into Quibi. Kendall, <laughs> <laughs> let's say this. You're on a routine burglary and you're, you're going to rob the Axis chemical plant. But as you're walking across a slippery catwalk, you fall over into a vat of dangerous chemicals that grotesquely deform you and bleach your skin white. What would you do? Um, I would buy some makeup. And I would... I put on my makeup. I put on my makeup. And uh, I would uh, be well known throughout the world as a makeup expert. And I would have my own tutorials online. And I would really bring makeup to the forefront of America. Kendall, we have too much makeup as it is. You are part of the problem. Well, you've got to have the right foundation, Cliff. Oh, yeah, I'll show you what you can do with your foundation. That's all the what would oh, I do boys. for you. <laughs> oh, I want you to know, Kendall boy, that I've prayed and I forgive you for your terrible lapse in judgment there, boy. <laughs> All's forgiven. Oh, uh, Mr. Nodbottom, well, I, I am so very nice. sorry. I do. I think it's beautiful, and I'm sorry I misspoke. I, I love it, and I would cherish it forever if you ever wanted to give it to me or any future whittlings in the future. <laughs> 
Oh, well, I'll pray on it, boy, and we'll see what happens. Isn't that wonderful? So everyone making up, see, that's what's important during these times, is to be kind and forgive. <laughs> that is, that is. I think that's a great lesson, Mr. Snodbottom. Thank you for teaching us that lesson. Oh, yes, Daffodil, you're so wonderful at this. Oh, well, what a great show this has been. All right, we won't be much longer, Mrs. Potter, Butter, Butter, Turn. Why don't you go start picking out, you know, some oldies for us to aerobicize to. Oh, uh, I'll go pick up some more. I've got a few all ready to go. Crockpot, did you find that other CD? All right. Um, well, yeah, we have we have one more segment, but do we you want to have some more? Uh, how many more movie musicals do we have left? I have two left, and you have one left, right? Right, right, right. right. Okay, so let I'll do number three. Okay, and then we can Hit do, me. we can do two and one after. All right, okay. Kendall, watch out for shitting pants. Because number three, the greatest movie musicals of all time. Kendall, all I can say about it is it's astounding. And time is fleeting. Oh, that it is, Cliff. And madness. It takes its toll. Listen closely. <laughs> okay, Not for very much longer. Wild and untamed things. Kendall, don't dream it. Be, Be it. it. Don't, don't dream it. it. Be it. You better wise up, Janet Weiss. <laughs> <laughs> Clint, you better wise up. Build your thighs up. Your, Kendall, your planet minute. <laughs> Kendall, your apple pie don't taste too nice. And our number three of the greatest movie musicals, all from of all time, the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Oh, you are correct. Shitting everywhere in this diaper. And I, <laughs> you know, I'm I'm surprised it's number three. I really am. I I, I had it on my list. Uh, but I was like, I know Cliff will pick this one, so I'm going to hold that. So, um, I'm glad you got it out there. On the day I went away, was all they had to say. (laughs) Now I've come again to stay. (laughs) No, here's here's my very favorite part, okay? Uh-huh. In the whole movie. Frankenfurter, it's all over. Your mission is a failure. Your lifestyle's too extreme. I'm your new commander. You now are my prisoner. We return to Transylvania. Prepare, Prepare the, the Love it. Kendall, all these musicals that we are talking about, it just makes me realize we won't be able to stop after we produce a wonderful version of Little Shop of Horrors with all of us here. Oh, yeah. I foresee many musicals in the future. Our, our listeners are shitting their pants. Data breaching everywhere. Listen, I should have told you, listeners, wait, you're going to shit your pants. <laughs> you did not give them proper warning. But yes, Rocky Horror is a great picture show. I agree wholeheartedly. Yeah. And that's something that everyone should know. 
Oh, shit. It's, it's so weird having to do these segments. For things you should know. The game show that makes you feel dumb and obese. And here they are. Those obese hosts, Cliff and Kendall. Oh, all right, Kendall, I got one for you. Hit me. Uh. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Kendall, what do sufferers of autosomal dominant compelling helioophthalmic outburst syndrome do when exposed to bright light? They shit their pants. <laughs> no, that's when they're exposed to a movie musical countdown. Oh, well, you should. Okay. What, what, what is it then? No, Kendall. This is what you always try to tell me about is they sneeze when they see a bright light. Oh, what the hell is it called? <laughs> you, you really? Okay. Autosomal dominant compelling helioophthalmic outburst syndrome. That's what I got. That's what you've got. Finally, we've got the answers to what you've got. You know, th- now this has become a bigger story in my life since that came up because I've talked to other people about it and I found a few people that it's true, but I always thought it was everybody. I was shocked that you didn't do it. No, it's very few, Kendall. It's a very bizarre habit of yours. Well, there you go. I'm another bizarre trait of Kendall. All right. <clears throat> Cliff, what plane... Did Shirley Temple sing about in the 1934 film musical Bright Eyes? Um, what plane? Yeah, uh, the 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 plane that's called the Good Ship Lollipop. That is correct. <laughs> that's a plane. I, I guess so. I thought I thought it was a ship, but evidently it's a plane. I, and I thought that was going to for sure throw you off, which it did. <laughs> but still got it right. All right. Kendall. And you know who was flying it, don't you? <laughs> um, Charles Lindbergh. Oh. I, I thought uh, the aviator. Way of the future. Way of the future. <laughs> um, what's his face? Leonardo DiCaprio. Kendall, what event accounts for 43% of all rodeo injuries? 43%? Uh, is that a bullhorn <laughs> up the ass? <laughs> Bull riding, which could take the form well, of a bull that's how you up get the it, ass. By bull riding. That's how you get it. Watch out, folks. Ding, ding. Ding, ding. All right. Cliff, what is the most common name in nursery rhymes? Mary. No. Jack. Jack. Yes. Oh, okay. Kendall, you don't know Jack about that, Mary. Okay. Uh-oh. <laughs> Kendall, what... What Caribbean nation popularized a hangover cure involving 13 black-headed pins and the cork of the offending bottle? Caribbean uh, nation. Caribbean nation. Um, Jamaica. No, Kendall, you are Jamaican me fucking insane. It no, was <laughs> It was a place you're going to love. Haiti. Cliff, I love you, Haiti. I love it. Cliff, now, I don't want you to get confused. I'm not saying what is gross, because the answer would be Cliff and Kendall. But what is a gross? 1,200. No. No. 1,400. No. 80,000. No. 2,000. A gross is 12 times 12. Oh, it is? Yeah, it's 12... You, like I, well, I knew this because I loved bottle rockets when I was a kid. Like, and they would you buy them in a gross, and there were twelve packs of twelve. 
That's it. Kendall, our listeners are shitting their pants because they want to know what number two is. Oh, okay. Is it, it's my turn. Okay. Yeah. The so listeners I'm, are covered in number two because they want to okay. know what number two is. Well, now, before I give you number two, I want to preface it by saying this. I have a runner-up for number two, but I only had so many slots I could use. Okay. Um, one of my all-time favorite musicals, and I probably would put it at number two or number one if I was making my own top ten list, but Bed Knobs and Broomsticks. Don't you oh, love it? Isn't it wonderful? Love it. Love, love it. it. So, just had to throw that out there before I moved on to number two. But number right. two is, of course... A little old shop that has a big old plant that we're about to do a show about. It's Little Shop of Horrors. Oh. Little Shop. Little Shop of Horrors. Little Shop. Never stop the terror. Little Shop. Little Shop of Horrors. Oh, 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 oh. oh, oh. Suddenly Kindle. Oh, won't that be? People just cannot stop wondering how great this show is going to be when we put it on as a benefit for people. For I think we, <laughs> we just, you know, we had a big meeting last night about who exactly we were going to benefit with our performance of Little Shop, and we decided on three things. We're going to split it between Busheltown Rye Farmers Aid, Falkland Island Sheep Farmer Aid, and Planned Parenthood. So it's just going to be so good. I just can't wait till the just the donations roll in, like in because I'm mean and green, and I am bad. Yes, wonderful choice for number two. up on the big time number one all right number one movie musical of all time do you feel like you know what it is uh no i don't anymore <laughs> somewhere over the rainbow birds fly kendall is the story of dorothy gale in kansas and what should happen to her? But a big old tornado just comes along, carries her away into the enchanted Technicolor land of Oz. Kendall, don't you wish that we could land with some munchkins and oh. they would lead us down a yellow brick road tornado towards a, a take food court? Me away. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Kendall, I know I've heard you sing this several times. Uh, that you could while away the hours conversing with the flowers <laughs> if you only had a brain. Yeah, you know what? Only because I, only because I'm, you know, trying to sing with you when you're singing. If I only had a heart. <laughs> oh, oh, Kendall! If you only had the knife. If I were the king <laughs> of the forest, not queen, not duke, not prince. Oh, Kendall, with The Wizard of Oz is just the quintessential classic of all movie musicals, I think. It is, but you know what? I think that that is such a great musical, such a great movie, that, and as much as I love the songs and everything, 
I don't even particularly think about it as a musical. I just think of it as like a wonderful movie, just all so seamless as I watch. Mm-hmm. It really was no miracle. What happened was just this. The wind began to switch, the house to pitch, and suddenly the hinges started to unhitch. Just then, the witch, to satisfy an itch, went flying on her broomstick, thumbing for a hitch. And oh, what happened then was rich. So, well, Kenda, we've all wanted to go somewhere over that rainbow, and now our listeners, they're going to have to go over that rainbow without us, because the show's going to end. gonna end it's it's high time so uh, oh is there a uh, another quarantine concert series this well week? two things you know i tried to record the quarantine concert from a couple days ago and i had the cassette and then i dropped it in the toilet yesterday so oh. and all audio was lost but I, I was, was data breach. <laughs> I know they talk about your data breach. But and then I was gonna record yesterday's quarantine concert series. But I thought, you know, there's so much singing in the show already that I thought I definitely have to do it because people are gonna want more, more, more at the end. So I do have a, a, a snip of yesterday's quarantine concert and it, it was inspired a little bit by our movie musical talks today so i hope everybody enjoys oh, it right all right well check it out and oh and i've got a quote before we do that real quick oh. um there is no future there is no past i live this moment as my last and that's from rent 525,600 <laughs> listeners podcasts <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll see you here next week, everybody. Oh, we will keep a keep a song in your heart, everybody. Li- li- Disney Plus these musicals tonight. Are going to be a big surge of Disney Plus tonight. Thanks for listening to Cliff and Kindle Coast to Coast. Binge listen to more episodes at cliffandkindle.podbean.com. God, our Heavenly Father, oh God, and my Father, who's also in heaven, may the light of this flickering candle Illuminate the night The way your spirit Illuminates my Soul Papa Can you hear me? Papa can you see me? Papa can you find me In the Are you near me? Papa, can you hear me? Papa, can you help me not be frightened? Oh, looking at the skies, I seem to see a million eyes. Which ones are yours?
you now that yesterday has waved goodbye and closed its doors. The night is so much darker, the wind is so much colder, and the world I see is so much bigger now that I'm alone. Papa, please forgive me. Try to understand me. Papa, don't you know I had no choice? Can you hear me praying? Anything I'm saying, even though the night is filled with voices. I remember everything you taught me, every book I've ever read. Can all the words and all the books help me to face what lies ahead? The trees are so much taller, and I feel so much smaller. The moon is twice as lonely, and the stars are half as bright. Papa, how I love you. Papa, how I need you. Papa, how I miss you. Kissing me good night. Papa. Papa. Thank you, thank you. That, of course, was from one of the great movie musicals of all time, Yentl, about a girl who longs to study the Talmud, and she must dress as a boy, and along the way, she accidentally gets engaged to a girl, all while having a huge crush on Mandy Patinkin, which we all do. I recommend it. You gotta rent the videotape if you wanna see how their wedding night turns out, folks, Yentl and the girl. All right, anyway, next we have another from one of the other great, great movie musicals of all time. You know, there are so many that make the honorable mention list, just too many to mention, Best Little Whorehouse in Texas, Thoroughly Modern Millie, Dick Tracy is kind of a musical, uh, you know, all of them. Any movie with a song in its heart is okay with this guy. And up next, we have another movie musical song that came from the same file as Papa Can You Hear Me, which is the file of movie musical songs that begin with P. I admit that in the past I've been a nasty They weren't kidding when they called me, well, a witch But you'll find that nowadays I've mended all my ways Repented, seen the light, and made a switch True? Yes And I fortunately know a little magic It's a talent that I always have possessed And your lady, please don't laugh I use it on behalf of the miserable, the lonely, and depressed for unfortunate souls in pain, in need. This one longing to be thinner, that one wants to get the girl, and do I help them? <laughs> yes, indeed. Those poor unfortunate souls, so sad, so true. 
They come flocking to my cauldron crying, Spells, Ursula, please! And I help them! Yes, I do. Now it's happened once or twice. Someone couldn't pay the price. And I'm afraid I've had to rake them across the coast. Yes, I've had the odd complaint. But on the whole, I've been a saint. To those poor, unfortunate souls. Have we got a deal? If I become human, I'll never be with my father or sisters again. But you'll have your man. Life's full of tough choices, isn't it? Oh, and there is one more thing. We haven't discussed the subject of payment, but I don't have... I'm not asking much, just a token, really a trifle. What I want from you is your voice. But without my voice, how can I? You'll have your looks, your pretty face, and don't underestimate the importance of body language. Ah, the men up there don't like a lot of blather. They think a girl who gossips is a bore. Yes, on land it's much preferred for ladies not to say a word. And after all, dear, what is idle prattle for? Come on, they are not all that impressed with conversation. True gentlemen avoid it when they can. But they dote and swoon and fawn on a lady who's withdrawn. It's she who holds her tongue who gets a man. Come on, you poor unfortunate soul. Go ahead, make your choice. I'm a very busy woman and I haven't got all day. It won't cost much, just your voice. Your poor unfortunate soul. It's sad, but true. If you want to cross the bridge, my sweet, you've got to pay the toll. Take a gulp and take a breath and go ahead and sign the scroll. Flotsam jetsam, now I've got her, boys. The boss is on a roll. This poor unfortunate soul. Beluga, Sethruga, come winds of the Caspian Sea. Laryngeus, Glossitis, Sedex, Maringitis, Love OJ to me. Now, sing. Keep singing. There were supposed to be some pyrotechnics. Oh, oops. Crockpot, looks like we started a little fire in the trash can. If you'll just get a hose or something. <laughs> <laughs>